All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to July 13th. We have our monthly manifesting with Meg. And tonight is my fabulous guest, Laura Sanchez Ramirez. I am so happy to have her here tonight talking with all of you. July is the month of freedom and the magical guide to bliss. And this tonight we're speaking about is artistic freedom to be discovered. So before, without any further ado, I am going to thank Laura for joining us and I'm going to give a bit of intro as to what episode 41 is all about tonight. So once again, this is your opportunity to start getting curious around life transformation and living your dreams, spiritual inspiration, finding true happiness and discovering your bliss. I am once again so excited to bring you a brief intro or it's the first time for you and for all those who have followed us in the past, you know, those who've already seen this, another month of wonderful, fabulous freedom in the Magical Guide to Bliss. And I certainly would be remiss without showing you a little brief background into Laura. Before we go on, I want to welcome you, Laura, to our wonderful platform here on uh, Facebook Live as well as YouTube and uh, all the other wonderful places this will show up. And I want to thank you for giving me your time tonight. I'm certainly uh, happy to bring somebody who's as lifting positively as you are to the world. And so good evening and welcome to Manifesting with Meg. Hi, good evening and thank you for giving me your time. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, you know, it's funny because before I introduce you, um, you're one of my first life coaches and that was many many years ago i think more than 11 at this point before i even had my even thought to have my daughter so um i have a lot to be grateful for with regard to our interaction because it was my first insider foray into the world of people certainly helping focus you on your goals and moving you forward in that respect. Um, I just want to remind everyone about the Magical Guide to Bliss and and why I do what I do is because bliss is really not an abstract idea. It's an attainable state of being. So it's a possibility wherever you are, whoever you are, you're just steps away from living the life you desire. And my goal with these wonderful interviews is to introduce you all to extraordinary people to help you get ready to wake up to a universe packed with possibility and discover how simple it is to just start your life. And basically, uh, by introducing you to these great people, their examples of the way they live their life, I would hope to inspire and shed light on all of you and those things that you really love and you really have passion for and are really going to make you come alive. So before um, we start this wonderful interview, I'd like you to pick a magical number, Laura, like I always do. Um, generally, my book has 366 pages. Um, I ask my guests to set their intention and then pick between um, three and 367 as to what that intention we'd be matched as, as insight. So at the end of the interview, you will share, you know, that insight with the audience and read it to them as a, a hearting gift that they keep in mind and go out into the world to really embrace this artistic freedom that we all have to be creative. Um, so go ahead and do that. And I'm going to do the introductions now. And I mean, her beautiful bio is something that I think everyone is going to really get excited about. She's a journalist, a bilingual journalist for the Miami Herald and the El Nuevo Herald and the Sun Sentinel and the North Carolina News and the UM News Service. She's a She was a writer for Harper's Bazaar and Benedades Magazine, EFE News Agency and BBC Mundo, a radio producer and show host for British Broadcasting Corporation and JLT Radio, a media specialist in PIO, Miami-Dade College Communications Department and President's Office. She's an author. I mean, this woman has quite the bio. I already have spoken a mouthful and I, I'm already tired, right? <laughs> She's covering <laughs> four books. Four you can books. cut it in half, you can cut it in half. No, it's important that everyone knows your beautiful life and what, what brings you to this table as an expert and certainly to inspire them with your extraordinary life. Um, you are working on four books right now. Um, currently, the Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage, which is something that I, you know, certainly love, and I can't wait to ask you questions about your because you did the French route as well. She has a collection of poems and family recipes and virtues and personal development, and she's actually hosting a podcast as well called Coaching for Life Goals, all about coaching and growing in life. 
She does coach small business owners who are looking to form their teams or strengthen ties with their employees. And, you know, she also offers webinars as well to other people to help them increase their productivity, which is really important, especially with um, this time where you might want to cultivate a new mindset based upon, you know, the evolution, the changes that we've had to endure the last um I would say five months now. Um, I've seen, yeah, it's five been months. a while. I mean, I think we're all like in it, and then we're like we're and and we're both in Florida, so it feels like is there an end to this? Is there an end to this? You know, knock on wood. Hopefully, um, you also coach millennials and Gen Zers, and you really challenge students because you are an educator to really get their mind around what it is that they want in life and give them the tools to change their career paths, charge their career paths and lead them to take the best decisions, you know, for themselves. She's married for three decades. Congratulations. That's quite the accomplishment. And is the mother of two young women working both in the entertainment and film production industry. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Laura. Laura, please, in so many words, give us a little bio or brief intro into yourself. You already did. <laughs> I know, but, you know, it's always, you know, written word and actually the, the reality of who you are and what you come across as could be very, very different. And I always like to say, it's good to get the bio out of the way because that's what you've done. But really the who you are is pretty much more powerful, I think, than even those things that you've done in your life because the who you are has given you what you've needed to succeed. And I think that's quite amazing. Absolutely. That's what I tell my students as well. Actually, you reminded me. Uh -huh. that. Uh -huh. I, I, I tell them, okay, make sure that you get you prepare for an interview. Make sure that your resume is perfect, and then just be yourself. Right. And just be yourself and uh, and come up with and, and you know, with, your, with your life story. And that's another thing that I'm always um, stressing. Yes, you are a paper, you are a diploma, you're a degree, you're a resume, but you are an individual. You're a human being, mm -hmm. full of light. And you should never forget that. And whoever you are today is because of what you said, an accumulation of a, a lifetime. I, I, I do love the storytellers, which you are a very good one at that, um, because they make the things that are on the page come alive. And which is really important when you're trying to articulate well those things that you want to express or impress on other people, which is what a good educator does to inspire those who you teach to become the living story in their lives. And I think that that is incredible that you do that for your students. Well done, my friend. <laughs> well done. I, you know, I, I, I do love the fact that, you know, we're on this idea of where you are on your journey. And I like the idea of the journey Camino. You know, you walked much further than I did, actually. You went from, go ahead and tell the audience where you actually started. Right, yeah. Just give them a little bio as if it, no one knows what the Camino is, because I can't imagine that's the case. In my right. Yeah. Camino de Santiago de Compostela, it's a pilgrimage. Um, and so it all started when I was 14 years old and my dad gave me a book and one day when I was in New York, I got back from high school and, uh, and I find a book on my bed and it was from dad and he said, El Camino, I had no idea. I'm like, probably a lot of you like, what is this? And then from so, Shirley MacLaine was the book that she wrote. Oh, so it was Shirley MacLaine's book that you got when you were 14 years old. Exactly. Oh, and then uh, moving forward to last year when I went and did the Camino, um, when and I decided to to go ahead and do it is I walked 850 kilometers wow. and, uh, yeah um, from oh, Santiago on the French route like you were saying to um, Santiago de Compostela and then my cousins from who lived there picked me up and then we went to Finisterre which is the end of the world right. and so we oh. did all that and yeah <laughs> Wow, so you went 850, I went 111 kilometers, and that was quite a bit of time. But did you, have, you paced yourself on the journey. You basically took your time or you had a, a schedule. I know that we had been speaking that about that before. Yeah, well, I had been reading um, and, you know, uh, researching about how to do the Camino, watching all those YouTube videos on people that had already done the Camino. And uh, so I had an idea of how long it would take me to to complete the, her, the whole journey on the French route, which is the most the most popular one. And so um, I knew that it was going to be between 30 to 35 days, more or less. 
So, but I, I left it open to 40 days just in case. You know, I also had planned to see family at the end. So I left it open and, um, but I, in case also I felt sick or, or something happened to me and I had to take a break of one or two days, which thank God nothing happened. I just went straight uh, wow. until the end. Um, but yeah, when you do the Camino, you have to, you have to foresee those things, you know, things that might happen or you might fall sick or, or, or something. So, um, yeah. And you went by, and you went by yourself. You, you did the journey by, I mean, you met people along the way, but you met, you, you actually went by yourself. I went by myself. I wanted my dad to come with me because he was the one who gave me the book originally. Uh -huh dream and that I wanted my father to come with me and all that he wasn't able to do so also he didn't want to leave mom alone mm -hmm. and but they said okay we're going to help you we're going to help you somehow or we support you and we're going to pay for your plane ticket that's awesome so, okay, I can work with that. that's awesome oh my god that's awesome so, yeah so they 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 supported me that way aside from emotionally also and um and then my husband had to work because I also thought okay I can do it with my husband He's a runner. He's, you know, he rides his bike. He's, you know, he's like a professional uh, athlete. And, um, but he, he had to work. So I'm like, okay, I'm on my own. And he told me and my girls, mom, just go ahead and do it. Do yeah. it. This is it. Yeah. And, uh, so one, I guess I had that. Okay. I don't, I also had the flexibility to teach my classes online. So I, I took my iPad with me and I continued to work while I was doing the community. Oh, wow. Really? That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. So they were on the journey with you, your classes. They were on the journey with me. Wow. The thing was that I had to find Wi-Fi connection in whatever oh. town I arrived. And that was my anxiety because I was supposed to connect every day. Right, right. Work, assignments, you know, whatever. And uh, so that was my challenge. Oh, some I got to some hostels, hotels, or monasteries, or convents where I stayed that they didn't have Wi-Fi. So, um, yeah. So I had so to what, tell I'm curious, what class were you teaching at the time? Which one uh, I was teaching on a master program, a leadership class, um, building, creating teams, oh. Uh, oh, that's building awesome. and leading, creating teams. Yeah. So I needed to be a leader. I needed to build. I needed to create. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't just say, oh, no, I'm doing the Camino. I can connect. I can help you today. It was yeah. quite. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I do find, uh, you know, there's two questions that come to mind as we're talking right now. The first one is the fact that our 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 theme today is artistic freedom to be discovered. The quote is by a French psychologist and philosopher, Pierre Janet. Every life is a piece of art put together with all means available, which I love that quote. And in my insight, I speak to the fact that one's life unfolds freely each day. And we as artists are the ones who get to mold, paint, gather the tools, focus on what we want, desire, intend, then get clarity around what we want to accomplish with that vision or goal. You know, and I, and, I, and you are speaking to Camino, you had a vision and a goal, and certainly to get to your, that point, you had to somehow craft mold, you know, the picture that you had for yourself as you walked that. And also, you know, the things in life that we do, and, and it, I, I, it comes to my attention, you know, when we had asked you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it on the screen because I really, I really liked this particular quote that you did send to me, and I think it was you said it was from your grandmother, and it was speak your truth no matter what or who is listening. Intimidation is a cancer that limits people and nations, and I found that really profound. So my question that came to mind when I was, you know, I, I, I was thinking about that is what, what is what are those things that define your artistic freedom or define you per se? Um, authenticity and clarity on your mind and um, making sure that you do not allow things around you, whether that is people or circumstances to stop you from uh, achieving your goal. So just moving forward and having uh, a target. All the time. Have you always been like that? Have you always been focused and clear? No, <laughs> of course not. You know, no, no. Um, I was always very scared and very afraid. Remember, uh, you probably know this. English is my second language. So for me, I learned it when I was 13, when wow. I got from uh, Madrid to New York. And then in New wow. York, I started lear learning the language. So, um, so I was afraid. I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of taking the first step. I, I was afraid of speaking in class. I was afraid of, um, 
uh, of, of doing anything because um, going from, I, I was pr a pretty good student when I was in elementary school. And then going from, from uh, a night, I think I had, I don't know, a high um, GPA. And then from going from there to uh, having D's and S because I didn't know the language right. for me was like, so I was went from someone who loved school to becoming someone who, who didn't want to have to do anything with education or school or anything. I mean, that changed quickly, but at, at that point in my life, I was very scared. And then when I was doing my master's degree as well, when I thought, oh, well, I'm already 21, 22, and I finally, you know, have, uh, um, I can speak English and Spanish, and I haven't lost my Spanish, and now I can speak, no, then I realized that I still had a lot to learn. And when I had, when I was in front of that panel of teachers that were asking me questions uh, to, you know, to complete my, my thesis for my master's degree, I panicked. I'm like, I realized wow. then that my English was still not good enough. Yeah. So yeah, I, and other moments, and other times in my life that I was like, oh my God, it's not what I thought it was. And that yeah. froze me. I do, want to, I do want to speak to that because I, 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 you know, your fears didn't stop you. Your fears didn't stop you. You definitely were able to persevere the resilience portion, the, the, you know, keep moving forward. Like you said, I, you know, we were talking about before we got on live today, uh, we were talking about the fact that, you know, a lot of people are really in fear right now. And, and I want to speak to this because I think that, you know, one of the things that, you know, you, you wanted to clearly look at tonight was, you know, shedding light. And, and, and I think, you know, when you get into that vibe of that creative spark in your life, there's something that comes alive. And I think we're talking about that before. So, you know, how is it that we can do more in this world to, to shed light in the darkness so that, you know, even though a lot of people are exhausted right now and, and they're worn out, yet we can continue to be somehow the inspiration to spark the shine to encourage others to move on, move forward, especially as an educator and an author and as a coach that you are. What kind of yeah, guidance or advice would you give? Yeah. That's an easy one. By telling your story. When you tell your story to people, people relate with you. They identify with you and your and your life and and um and there's always something that they say, "Oh my god, that happened to me too." So by just going uh, on their level and, 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 and speaking your truth and saying, like, like we're talking about now, I'm sure that things happen to you too. And yeah. this happened to me and it wasn't, it wasn't easy and it wasn't funny. And, and, and I went through hell and yeah. yeah and I went through a lot of pain. But and, it didn't um, kill you. It didn't kill you. It made you stronger. No, made you stronger. no, no, no. It's never going to kill me. Yeah. I think what, what it can tell you makes you stronger. Well, I, I it's funny because I'm I'm looking at this beautiful picture of you um at the end. Uh, this is at the end, it's in Finestere, right? Yes. Yeah. They're beautiful pictures of you, but also, you know, that we have these beautiful pictures of you and the path too, you know, and that, that gave you the, you know, what you needed to do. You go through the woods to get to this beautiful gift of a wonderful place at the end, but to keep yourself going, keep yourself going. You had a goal in mind, you had a vision. And and I think this, the, I would love to know a story that you had experienced on the Camino where you may have doubted yourself, but persevered, pushed past it. Oh my Lord, so many, <laughs> almost every day. I'm telling you almost every day. I mean, just to think about, just considering your question makes me cry um, and brings me back. Um, even though it was a, a, a very happy moment for me, I was accomplishing my dream. It was uh, it was a challenge every single, mm. like I was telling you, not day, hour. Hour? So by the hour, not by the day. Um, and uh, I am very good at walking and, 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 um, and long distances. And I, I do yoga. You, I love dancing. You name it. But um, going up hills, that's my, that's my downfall. I can, every time I had to put on an incline, it was very painful for me. I thought I was gonna die. And every time I felt like I couldn't do it any longer, either someone came and started talking to me about whatever and I forgot about it and then we finished and we reached the, the top of the hill, the mountain or whatever. Or I always had in my mind, this is the land of my grandmother. So I always thought of her and I feel that my mom tells me, what about your grandfather? I'm like, yeah, him too. But for some reason, for some reason, I had grandma always yeah. with me in my, yeah. in my mind. 
and this uh, is talking with you yeah it would be like a mantra for me grandma help me grandma yeah. push me wow. where that came from i have no idea yeah. a lot of things develop on the camino we, and you don't even know where they come from yeah that's awesome that's that's amazing i i i also you know i want to i want to show this as well because i think it's really important you know also for something that you know um inspires you as well because i think that what you t you said was your grandmother was very impactful in your life and i think that this is what she said whenever you leave your land don't forget who you are don't forget that you always be and you can say you can you, you can sing the, you can sing the rest to us because you're they're your words so you know the fact is is that you know you go ahead read the rest for us yeah whenever you leave your land i have to wear glasses too that's okay that's okay closer <laughs> so you can see my imperfections they <laughs> make me better <laughs> okay so whenever you leave your land don't forget who you are don't forget that you will always be and will always be treated as an immigrant mm -hmm. therefore always act with your um, utmost capacity to better yourself and respect others. Show them that an immigrant also has a heart, also has capacity, also can love. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, I think even in the times that we're living right now, I think that anyone who who really contemplates that is really kind of the who you are that shows up wherever you go. And I think that, you know, going back to the tenant with regard to the artistic freedom to become, but from where you came and that 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 deep knowing of the who you are that really does guide your way and i love how you said that you're walking the camino and your grandmother is like push help me grandma move me on because you know it's okay to reach out to those others you know that really do support you and don't leave you and they're there beside you in this journey of life and i think that you know certainly what you're speaking to you know um is really truth to power as mike spatola says you know i can can you tell us a little bit about you know how you've used what you learned on the community to help you get through this whirlwind of current events and a country that seems very divided yet you you know showing up every day and like you're saying it's day hourly you know sometimes you know the pandemic the protest the pandemic again you know the light workers the light workers need to show up and sometimes the light workers are exhausted and you know people who generally serve others are very tired but you know with everything that impacts you you know he says mike says as well self-awareness is a beautiful thing so how do you how do you bring your your you to the table yeah. in time yeah, I guess, um, something that i brought with me from the camino was another mantra one step one <laughs> breath ah it's a good one one step one breath and it's the same thing you can apply the same thing to real life and this is yeah. uh, something yeah. that we can apply very much now with uh, what you mentioned everything that is going on right now so everything one step at a time um, you know it's a cliche i know but it's so so real and and it's one step at a time and breathe <laughs> a step at a time and breathe so you have time to move forward but at the yeah. same time meditate and think if that step you took forward was the right step. If not, don't take one step back. See if then you want to go right or you want to go left. You know, which yeah. way do you want to keep, but keep moving forward yeah. and upward and keep breathing. Keep breathing. And yeah. keep breathing. That's what I did in the Camino. And that's what I recommend everybody to do now, whether uh, creating their own businesses or um, raising a child or going through a divorce, yeah. going through a family death, or going through the pandemic. Going through the pandemic. One step at a time. I, you know, I wanted to ask you too, because I think this is really important because you're a very creative person, clearly by virtue of the fact that you have this incredibly incredible bio and also the fact that, that you overcame, you know, the, the, the bilingual, you know, you know, blocks that would stop someone else. You didn't allow it to stop you. You kept moving forward. Um, how do you maintain or bask let's say bask because i think artistic freedom is a beautiful place to be how do you bask in the artistic freedom so that you're in the process of birthing 
yourself as well as all the books that you can't wait to share with the world? God, I don't know. I just listen to myself at the moment when the idea comes, when the inspiration comes. And, um, and do I always get to do it at the time when the inspiration? No, of course not. Because you have other things going on. You have your family, you have your career, you have work, um, yeah. other responsibilities. I wish, I wish I, I, I could continue, you know, do other things like painting, for example. Um, oh, you <laughs> No, I, I, I try, like I have my sister-in-law who's, who's listening to us. She's a wonderful painter. My, uh, my mother paints, my mother-in-law paints. And I always, I, I painted a couple of things, you know, but I wanted to, for a long time, I wanted to develop that. Like, this is my mother-in-law's, this painting here. Back, right here. really, it's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. So, and it's something that I wanted to add to to my development in life. And, um, and, and so just be open to, that it's gonna happen at the moment when the idea comes to you, not necessarily. But um, just put it, put it in the back burner, and one day you're gonna need to pull something out, and and then you're gonna have a list of things. Okay, I can do this, I can do that, and you're not gonna be empty. Yeah, no, I, I like I like that, and I always like um, one of the tools I generally use is to make sure that I keep a journal or a little tiny book nearby that I put all my ideas in, like the great writers do. You know, like they'll end up writing on their hands if they need to, just to capture those ideas, so that for later. I mean, because maybe right now you just can't sit down and write this incredible intellectual prose but later on you can but if you capture the ideas the essence of it then you know that could turn into your magnus opus right you, your your most incredible work to share with everybody it's just you know taking those moments to like you said be still breathe and actually capture that so that you can later on exp expound on it i think that's fantastic and sometimes those ideas come at night. Ah, so how do you, yes. so, so what do you do to, to capture those ideas at night? Sometimes those ideas, they just come at night at three o'clock in the morning or, or when you just can't fall asleep for some reason. I just, I just have, um, I have, I don't know how many of these. <laughs> of oh yeah. These girls and agenda. Love and, it. Yeah. And I have all over uh, for all my life. And, yeah. um, and so I have one next to my bed. And not always, I'm not always that disciplined, but, but a lot of times I just wake up and write down a keywords that will remind me if I write I like keywords, it. the next day I remember, if I don't write anything, I just forget it. Then I forget, but ideas to write, uh, uh, for the book or for the chapter of this, of the Camino book or any other, or, or for uh, content writing for my podcast or for, for anything for social media. I just, sometimes those ideas just come uh, in yeah. the middle of the night. You know, it's so, funny because sometimes I'll sit in bed if I'm really tired and I'll have this idea and it keeps playing over and over and over in my head. And I'm like, oh, just two more minutes, two more minutes. But I'm like, oh, if I don't capture this now, it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. So I'm like, oh, so I, I usually do what you do, you know, leave the book by the bed and just grab it and then just jot. My handwriting is so terrible that nobody else could ever steal any ideas I could possibly have because let me tell you, you know, but the bottom line is at least I can read it. So later on I can, you know, expound on it. And I, it's not, it's, it's, it's quite effortless then because then, you know, you trigger, oh, there you go. It comes, the flow comes. But if you don't do it, it's gone. I hear what you're saying too. Yeah, absolutely. It be done. And also gone. And also sometimes I just read things that I've written in the past, you know, ideas that, that I just jotted down to, to I, will, I will forget. And it's like, did I write this? Is this mine? And then I have to, <laughs> to make sure that I'm not, you know, uh, plagiarizing because I'm like, oh my God, this, I, I wrote That's this. my favorite. Like, oh. Oh my God, I love that. You know, I want to point out that your company is called Coaching for Life Goals. Mm -hmm. And what I know we were speaking to you before was that it just came to you, right? It just came to you. It just came to me like when, when I met you, I was just beginning and, um, and and it's just coaching for life goals, like very simple. You know, I also had another company for media. Um, it was um, working for media outlets. And so I had working for media outlets and then coaching for life goals. OK, journalism and media coach. And it just, they just came so, so easy. And, yeah. and, and like, through the years, I've been trying to change it and, and think of something else. Like I was telling you before. I, I, yeah. just, nothing else comes. It's just that one comes back and back again. Love so it. it is what it is. People have tried to just, you know, argue me out of things that, you know, I like and I know makes sense. And I know it's like, 
no, that is what it is. That is what I heard. That is what I see. That is what I do. You know, I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. I heard it. I'm not crazy. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I hold on tight and I just follow through with my vision and, you know, that's where intuition or gut comes in. I think with creativity, really one of the most incredible things that you could possibly do is follow your gut and your intuition and go with that because then it becomes more fun. And as my cousin says, she likes to hear me laugh, but I laugh when that artistic flow comes moving freely through me because otherwise it feels like I'm trying to be something I'm not, you know, and I don't know if you can, you can speak to that. And if that ever occurs to you, because, you know, you know, a lot of people try to copy other people's, you know, you know, you know, when you're authentic, you can, you're even bad at copying other people yeah. <laughs> because you're so, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, it's just, you have your ideas right there and they're yours. And then yeah. you try to be like, oh, maybe I should be like Meg. I don't yeah. know, let me try what she's doing. It just, at least for me, it doesn't work. It, yeah, it, no. it, it would come out awful. Yeah. And, uh, and and visually not mine, you know, like, it's like, okay, this is not hers. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like a lie. I mean, I can't lie. You, you, I lied and you can tell my face. <laughs> it's true. It is true. But it's not even, you know, it's so funny because they always say that some, when you when you read a book and you can tell that the facts or the experience in the book are very similar or inspired by the life of the author that you get a, you get a read into that person's world. And, and you can tell when it's completely like out of the realm of possibility and not even anyway near the truth because something you know, doesn't match there. Something the puzzle yeah. does not, you know, really, all the pieces don't go together. And and then and then people don't really align with the author. It, it's like I don't, you know, it's like whatever. I this person I can tell this is not their it's not it's 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 made up to an extent. But I love it because they say fiction is closer to truth than actually nonfiction. So when you read that and you know someone's really espousing themselves or being vulnerable, you know, that's why I always look forward to reading someone's books because it, you can get a picture into them into I always like to know about the yeah into their life which is you know what I'm sure you're going to bring to life when you share your great works of even with even with even with cooking I'm sure your cookbooks are going to be based upon your whole cultural tradition and Absolutely. and anything that came you know inspired from that place you know so it's a part of you which is 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 really that creativity that gets to pour through you out to be shared with the rest of the world, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, you should always be real. And actually, I just opened recently an account with my niece, with my little niece, um, a TikTok account. Oh. Right? Okay, <laughs> have fun with TikTok because everything else is too serious. So I have my niece, we have fun. I have like maybe three followers or something like that. <laughs> but we have so much fun. So every time I'm with my niece, we do something funny. And then um, I posted something and then my mom tells me, I told you about my mom, right? Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, but that's not professional. Are you sure that's okay for your career, honey? I'm like, mom, that's me. And then yeah. didn't you teach me that? And then she's yeah. like, okay, okay. <laughs> You had to give in because she taught you to be yourself and she did a good job. So it's exactly. not like you're going to stop now. Right? I'm going to be myself without pretending or, or like trying to be more professional. You well, know? I have to say that I'm sorry that you don't have that TikTok video. I could have shared it here as well. I'm sure oh we would love God. to see that. Oh, Dad. Okay, next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't let anyone see me do TikToks now. I look ridiculous. My daughter actually laughs at me all the time. But, you know, it's funny because as even Andrew points out, you know, he wor if he worried about what others think about what he, you know, what he is, should be and what he should like is he'd be a very unhappy camper. That's true. It's like it's the unauthentic life. And then you're so busy, you know, maintaining that that you're dizzy because you're like, well, then you're never going to be true to yourself. And that would be really a waste of your time. And imagine we're already exhausted as it is. Imagine adding that to the loop, right? And so, well, yes. I think so. So this, this show is about introducing people to extraordinary people. And, and you certainly are an extraordinary person, Laura. I mean, even from when I first met you uh, and how you inspired me to, you know, I, my daughter, it was one of my goals was to have another baby. And, and, and I needed a life coach to convince me because I couldn't figure, I couldn't fathom in my head how I was going to hold a full-time job with my child who was Michael, I think must have been about five years old at the time. And then add another thing, even though 
I want you had him, was it in a stroller that you had him in a stroller? Yeah, he was little. Then maybe he was smaller. Maybe yeah, he was little. Yeah, you had, oh, a, you had a stroller. So it took me a little longer to get to that point, but I actually did because, you know, I was like, he was six when I had her. But, you know, the bottom line was, you know, those, those life goals I had and a life coach helps to uh, with the person to get around the clarity around what those next steps are, which was what you're speaking to, you know, those next best steps to um, have your dreams come alive. And I think that you do that very well, you know, certainly got me curious as to, you know, what it is like to be a life coach, which I, you know, certainly am too now, but the bottom line is that you, you, not everyone can ha like take care of everyone in the world. So you help inspire and spark, one other person to follow their path. And then that is another person helping more light in the world because the more people that are aligned with their purpose, the better off we all are. So once again, I said, you know, I'm happy to highlight you and your abilities really to serve because that's what you really do. You really serve by sharing your light and your life. And then you know, all the idea about- yeah, Meg, let me say something to yeah. that extent. So that doesn't mean that the life coach or the business coach, or it's, it's not going through things in, their, in, in her life. That doesn't mean that we're perfect. That doesn't mean that we're going to give you the right answer. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be here and judge you and criticize you or even like point out things that I, in my view, I think they're wrong. That's not our job. Um, but it is to inspire, like you say, it is to tell you my story to see if my story and my experience teaches you something or makes you see something to help you move forward in your life. Right. So just, well, you know, just put it out there. Mm -hmm. You also you also are a journalist too, where just the facts, right? Or it used to be just the facts. Now yeah. it's like an opinion every single minute. But you know, journalism is to seek the truth of the story. You know? And I'm yeah. still I'm still very strong with that idea of facts. So how so I and I know this might be off course and, and I don't like to ever bring up any kind of political bent on the show because I think it's more about ideas and discussion and opening having the conversation. But you know, even as a journalist, you know, coming from your experience in the world to what we're seeing now, how would you like to see like what what kind of lessons or kind of tools did you have when you started that was really the guiding light for you as someone who was a fact finder? My mentor, uh, it's um, I don't know if she's watching now. It's Cici Wahisi, and uh, she um was my my mentor, my uh, journalism teacher, and I she always told me write the story as you see it, as close to the truth as possible. Okay. Unless you're writing an opel, you know, an opinion um uh, uh, piece or something like that, and that then that's the job to give your opinion yeah. and what they hire you for. Just stick with the truth and stick with um uh, with the facts. And and so that's what I did when I worked for Nuevo Herald. When I was working in the, the there was a column called um opening the ways for immigrants. So abriendo ese camino. And uh, so that's what we did. We did research, we investigated for, for the community, and we, we um, provided them with information on how to find a, the best school for your kid, uh, how to find the best doctors for your autistic child or the best programs. No, everything was how to do things. Okay. Fact, numbers, research, and back then they didn't have links. <laughs> it was yeah. all pure research yeah. and pure wow. phone numbers. And, um, and, and yeah, and I guess that's like so embedded in me that um, so rooted in me that I cannot change that mindset yeah. of writing a story and telling the truth, whether I like it or not. Right, right. Well, that's, it, you know, that's, that's really, um, it's mm -hmm. something that I think the world needs more of because of the fact that, you know, we all want to understand what's going on around us without, you know, any biases to the best, to the best, you know, that anyone can possibly do that with, you know, without engaging the biases. And, and like Mike says, truth facts, so refreshing to hear, which is really refreshing is that people are dying for literally uh, leadership around, you know, nobody's spinning anything. It's just what's going on. So we can know what we can all do to, to make it better. And, and, you know, one of the things I think, you know, speaking to someone like you, when you say yes to your adventure and yes to the call, you know, what is the thing, you know, with regard to other people that, that you could give them any kind of advice or wisdom as to what would move, 
you know, what would help them move forward in life past any kind of, you know, stuck place? Oh my God. Again, go back to your roots, go back to your childhood, call that child within, go back there. They're so innocent. You were innocent too. Yeah. And go back to the child and say what, and think, what did I like to do when I was a child? Yeah. Also something that I have in my program is, um, you know, go back to your skills, but not only those learned skills or abilities that you develop during education or, or your workplace or your career or your business, but also born with skills, skills that you, the natural skills, they call it, yeah. that are natural to you. Um, and, and, and bring them back. Don't be afraid to, to be a child again. And, yeah. and then, and, and looking at that ability as a child with the mind of an adult, see what you can do with it. And that's creativity. I, I think that's fantastic. And the thing is, is that we become the critics of our own passions as we get become adults, like you're saying, and instead of allowing it to flow through us, like what a child will do. And and one of the one of the coolest things I think about life, I think at this point in my life, is that I get to decide who comes in the play the playground with me to play. You know, Ooh, who's Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> what, what toys are you going to bring today? Like, what tools are you going to bring today? And I think that we as an adult you know, adults can do that too. You know, like you just said, go back to the natural skill set that we all have and, and start getting excited around, you know, the different crayons or the different, you know, what is it that you want to bring to the fore today? I, I find that amazing. I think that's a great point. Um, There's a difference though. There's a difference when you were a child, you know, they helped you pick the crayons. Now, you pick the crayons yourself. You could pick the crayons. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, it's because I think that's where the freedom comes in. You know, once you understand that you have creative control over your life, then you understand that no one's keeping you down or no one's holding you to, you know, any kind of, you know, what we were talking about before, an uh, unauthentic place. Then you get to start showing up like who you are and doing what you want. You know, I think it's best to engage others to step up, empower them to get curious around their own artistic freedom and path. And now, you, now you're saying, you know, engaging in their natural skills. But how, like, if one thing that you could tell someone who, anyone who's listening today about, you know, okay, today is the day, you know, fabulous freedom. It's today's you're going to be, you know, with the magic wand, you're going to have this artistic, creative zeal. What was you? What would you give advice to tell them the best engage outside of their natural skills or abilities? Don't be afraid. Wow. Don't be afraid to jump to the other side of, of, uh, of the river <laughs> or to go or to cross that bridge. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to try. You already know that you're good. I hope you know. And if you don't know, then work on that because you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then say, okay, I've already done this. And that's what I tell to my midlifers, like I call them, you know. Uh, okay, you've already done this. You've walked all this Camino, yeah. right? Yeah. So are you going to stop right there because you got divorced? Are you going to stop right there because, um, you know, you, you, you're taking care of your elderly parents only and you, your head is not, cannot be anywhere else? Yeah. Are you going to stop there because you're out of work? Are you going to stop there because you feel fat or skinny? Yeah. Or, you know, or are you going to do something yeah, for yourself? Like and, or are you going to do something now? How long? So, and then answer the journalism, some questions of the five W's and the H. When are you going to do it? What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to go to with it? How, why, you know, and, 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 and if you put that down, it, you have to come up with some answers Yeah, and be honest because some of them you're not going to like. Yeah. And then, but at least it's a step forward. One step, one breath. One step, one breath. I am going to put that in the feed afterwards because I like it. One step, one breath. And and I think that, you know, if people wake up in the morning and a little overwhelmed by perhaps, you know, what's happening in the world, just repeat to yourself, one step, one breath, one step. And it will, it will bring them to a place that at least there's clarity there. I, I, I do thank you for that, for sure. I also want to, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, um, engage in the whole manifesting now with you, because I think that, you know, one of the, my favorite things to do is manifesting. And I love people. I always say it's the creative people, the ones with the vision, the ones that hold tight to their vision that are going to be the ones that make it through any kind of challenge or change, or, you know, those who can be flexible with, 
you know, seeing what's happening, but yet being able to move and be resilient with it. So manifesting to me is about having a vision yet being flexible to how it unfolds so that you can get excited about like the little happy surprises along the way. So time to manifest with Laura tonight, which I'm so happy about. Ooh, okay. <laughs> what, is, what is most important to you now as far as your journey into this whole manifesting the life of your dreams? What's, okay, what's more, most important to me now is still the same thing as what was yesterday, which is my family. No, yeah. my, if my daughters are okay, my parents are okay, my, my dear you know, closest friends and family are okay, then I work better. That doesn't mean that if they're not, of course, nothing is perfect. I'm not going to be able to do anything, but I work better. Um, I'm more, um, I don't have to worry about them so I can just move forward. Yeah. Um, clearer in my mind, have the ideas clear and develop things more and faster as well. So, that's, that's so for you maintaining the family unit and then support and love is the thing that you need to be able to be the creative spirit that you are. Is that what I hear you're saying? That's what it's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, as, yeah. Because it, as a mom, you know, that even the, the smallest thing that happens to your child or, or, you know, or, or someone that you love, um, it, it's, you can help. Um, yeah. That completely throws me from focus. Yeah. And then I have to make a really big effort to like, you know, like tonight, right then now. Then you have to go back to your mantra, one step, one breath. I <laughs> one go back breath. and I say, I have to meet with Meg today at eight. <laughs> I have to do this. And then I tell my sister-in-law, Luzma, who's uh, she's the one that's listening. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. You know, with uh, some things that uh, I was going through on the weekend. And uh, you see, I'm, that's my story. <laughs> and uh, and she, she tells me, of course, remember, yes, you can. I'm like, okay, yes, I can. Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I think that when, when you feel forced to do anything, that puts more stress on you. And I don't think it's ever going to help. Like the creative process cannot work, cannot survive with stress. It just does not. It's like you suck the air out of the room if you stress yourself out. And, and that's why I love your one step, one breath, because when you breathe into it, the oxygen comes back. When you're, you have oxygen in your brain, you can think clearer. So, you know, I, I really want to point out that I love that. I'm going to be saying that all week this week because, you know, for me, you know, and it goes to the next question, too, as far as manifesting. Like, what are your priorities for this whole New, new season right now, you know, it was a new decade, you know, but now we're in, we're, we're seven months into this decade and it's quite the decade. I must oh say, my God. I don't know if my brother, is on. I don't know if my brother Adrian is on, but we had this thing in the beginning, at the end of 2019 and, and we were like, okay, now we're going to 2020 is coming and 2020 is going to be awesome. We both had like, he plans with his business and he, his real estate and me with my books and my podcast, 2020. 2020 and then every month that 2020 was getting worse and worse and worse like, what is going on yesterday we texted like 2020 yay <laughs> but then but then you have someone, to someone told me what like i think we're at level 10 of jumanji now i think we've all survived level 10 I of love jumanji. <laughs> you know but it's like even even the the very basic things in life like you know I mean, you know, being able to, I, I can't go see my father or I can't, you know, we worry about going out with family because you don't know. And, you know, the, you just don't want to subject people, you know, you're being really conscious. I think it really is a mindset where the priorities become, I take care of you, you take care of me. And I think, you know, and how can I creatively, you know, you know, work this world, you know, now that, you know, what I'm used to is not necessarily what's happening now. So, you know, for you with regard to prioritizing, you know, and your values, how do you, how do you get to the point where, okay, so you're going to do all this stuff in 2020 and now, okay, it's a little, you can't do everything as you saw it. So how do you become, you know, um, excited about what you can do? Well, like in everything, there's a place where you draw the line. And uh, where I draw the line here is like what you mentioned, you know, it's, um, I have to watch from my parents. Yeah. I have to make sure that they're well. I, 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 there's some things going on that um, are not allowing me to continue with yeah. my plan or with my, with my projects as, as planned. So uh, now something that takes priority, of, you know, um, and, um, and, and yeah, let's say it like it is. It kills your dreams yeah. <laughs> because mm -hmm. it, 
done. Yeah, it kills your dreams. I, it's, it's the truth. By what do you do? It kills your dreams and that's it and it's over and you're not going to try it again or you're not going to wake them again. Um, you know, why not? And, and and there's also that responsibility thing. In the case of my parents, you mentioned um, your father. In the case of, of my parents, I just went to L.A. and I got back and I didn't feel uh, comfortable going to see them because I was in an airplane. I was in the right. airport. And um, and that was that was so hard, you know. That was hard, so hard for me. And I know that it happens to a lot of people in your audience. Don't you want to feel your loved ones hug you and give you yeah. a kiss yeah. and with you and have a yeah and have a coffee with your dear friends and have a glass of wine or whatever you have, you yeah. know? Don't you want that? Um, yeah. But then you see, you have to be responsible too and think, yeah. okay, I can do this, but who am I going to hurt by doing that just because I want to and I miss this? You know, one of the things that someone said the other day was, uh, you know, is teaching us a lot of patience. Well, for the, for the ones who want to learn, I keep saying, you know, there's certain things apparently that we can do that will hopefully, you know, be those things that will unfold a better tomorrow. Um, you know, I think that the fact that you said, you know, sometimes it, it, it kind of puts a, you know, a, a stop on your dreams. I think that's where I was changing it to a more of a, like a, a dreaming instead of dreams. Like, so if you, we are continuing to dream and dreaming into our life rather than um, stopping cold because I think that, you know, when you stop dreaming, it's very challenging to, to find the light again and i think that that's really what we can hold on to is the hope for a better day tomorrow and and i think that we are all free to to wrap our minds around hope you know i think that is something that it never ends if we decide to choose that so you know when I was going to ask you with regard to manifesting, like what are the tools and, and what that you use, you know, as you are dreaming into, you know, your life to, you know, even in times like this where you feel like you're kind of stopped, that you can continue to manifest and move forward uh, into a life that you really, you really want to see unfold. Yeah. First, let me say something about what you said about regarding hope. Okay. E hope as a writer was always a very weak word. And, um, and and coaching is a very weak word because when you hope, you're just hoping, you know, but you're not really deciding, making a plan that, that something that's going to happen. But let me tell you something. I'm changing my mindset a little bit too because we have to go with that with the times. Just like generations change, we have to go with time. And now it's a good, it's, it's a great time to hope. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the, I, I like the acronym. So I use H O P E hang on possibilities exist. And I, that, that for me, you know, hang on possibilities still exist. Potentially like still exist. Yeah. So it turns you from a, a mindset of, you know, I'm just going to sit here and be this, this very inactive, you know, you know, blocked person. Then I can be, okay, I'm going to hang on because you know, this too shall pass and possibilities do exist in this world that, and I, you know, it was interesting because yesterday I was reading a post by what good things have come from this. And it's another perspective shift on, on a situation where, you know, you're thinking, well, oh, this is horrible, but what good things have come under after, uh, um, from 2020 right now? And let me ask you for your, in your life, what things are you grateful for? What blessings do you have that have come from 2020 so far? I think that I have spoken and communicated with more people <laughs> these last five months yeah. that I have in, oh, I don't want to say my entire life, but, but that I have in a long time. Right. I have been able to reach people and talk to people through LinkedIn, through well, social media platforms, yeah. uh, through Zoom. Uh, amazing, amazing, mm -hmm. and, 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 and really have a conversation. Yeah. You know? Fine. It has not been with a glass of wine, with a cup of coffee or tea, but yeah. it, is, it has like like we're having right now, like real conversations. Yeah. Things yeah. that are really important. Yeah. You know? And so I'm so grateful for that. Aside from the the normal, of course, my family and being healthy and, yeah, and yeah. 
being healthy and my daughter's being okay um, and, and having my, my parents healthy. Yeah, but that communication with people, with my audience, with my, yeah. my, my students, students that I have, my former students, we even had a couple of Zoom calls in a group, beautiful. Yeah. We talked about things. I'm like, oh my God, this wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. We would have never thought about this yeah. had this not been happening. I, I I do think that there is uh, very much in this empowerment mentality behind, you know, looking for the counting the blessings rather than, oh, God, another day. Then you're like, oh, God, another day, you know, good morning, God in the morning. Um, you know, we started at the beginning of the interview and in, in, in your, you know, you can articulate better your intentions for tonight, um, you know, with, around shedding light. But please just go ahead and tell the audience what kind of intentions you had for tonight as you spoke your truth with everybody who was here to listen. Well, yeah, shedding light. I hope that um, that you guys out there, um, you know, take away something from 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 um, our conversation here. I hope that um, that at least you, you you leave us with some questions and um, and and some hopes <laughs> and inspiration and say, oh my God, let me try this. You know what? Let me go ahead and take yeah. out my canvas and try to paint something, or let me call some people that I have not reached in a couple of days or in a couple of months. Yeah. So I hope, yeah, I hope that you come out of this after this. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm speaking with the audience. I hope that you. Um, you you come up with some ideas and uh, to do for yourself for your growth for your development because yeah we are in this period now with the with the virus but we can still grow and we can still develop so just remember that yeah. don't I let any of these stop you from becoming a better person i love that thank you that thank you i'll take that with me because you know i, I was saying this morning i woke up and i was you know really kind of it was a malaise. I was like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't depressed or sad, but I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, the whole one step, one breath. And, the, you know, I got excited because I was going to have this conversation with you tonight talking about one thing I love is artistic freedom and, and, you know, engaging the audience and, you know, the inspiring whoever I can inspire. And I think that of the, you're of that mindset, you're aligned in that vein and you're welcoming that conversation, which, you know, is the beginning of, hold on, you know, possibilities exist, that hope. So what number did you pick along with? I picked 21. Okay, so you have, you have, so what she's gonna read from is an insight on page 21 of the Magical Guide to Bliss, which she's gonna share with you around the notion of shedding light and inspiration for all of you to take home some ideas tonight perhaps to start engaging in that artistic realm that's just waiting for you, just waiting, beckoning you to come play. Come play, come play. You know, should we tell them that what, what really happened, that I chose yes. another page? Yes, tell them, yes, tell them. I chose 100 and, uh, and then, you know, we go to the page 100 and there's nothing there. And then, I'm, and then I'm like, okay, 21, I mean, from 100 to 21, and then it's hold on to your dreams. And we have been talking about how actually holding on to your dreams and yes. having hope yes. all throughout the hour. So this is amazing. Well, you know, I do like to think that there's only a few pages in my book that have a blank page. And I feel like that's the blank canvas of life. And you get to throw as much color on it as you want, as much zeal as you want, as much creativity as you want. Because that's life, right? Every morning we wake up, it's a blank canvas. You get to do with it what you'd like to do, your choices. and Go ahead now, read 21 for everybody. Yeah. There. 21 is my anniversary day, so that's why I oh, Even better. I love it. That's wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, if you are a dreamer, there is something that you have wanted very much to do, be or have. However, there are times in life when you feel like you are just floating along without direction, wondering why your hopes and desires are at a standstill. Perhaps you are weighed down by past patterns, just wishing to be released from their very determined grip. Or your fears, oh my God, we talked about fears and we talked about, oh my God, <laughs> and the past and all that. So, or your fears are taking a mental toll on your internal view of possibilities. 
when you are holding on to the stuff that does not serve you well, you need to stop and make a choice to, con to consciously exchange your negative thoughts for those that will allow for all the wonderful things that life has in store for you. Wow. Oh, you wrote that. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, wow. That was you. That was you. <laughs> I, I, I was in a trance at the time. <laughs> You're like me, like, did I write that? It wasn't I, know, I know. It's it's and I'm grateful because I've used it to remind me to hold on to my dreams. And and honestly, thank you for that. Um uh, the thank fact you for that, that because I also have to hold on to my dreams. So I thank you for that. But you know, I think one of the most beautiful things in life, uh, and this is my one of my favorite quotes is by Paulo Coelho, which is what leads up to this is when a person really desires something all the universe conspires to help that person to realize their dreams. That's Paolo Coelho from The Alchemist. And I I do believe that. That is one thing that I will hold strong to, that I trust the process and I trust you know, the light and where my intuition leads me and guides me. And, and if anyone, uh, you know, I think the worst thing you can do, maybe not the worst thing because it's, you know, you still have opportunities to redo, but is to not pay attention to that inner, you know, that inner bray of your heart that tells you, you know, what is good and what is not good and what, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And, and I think when you're dealing with your dreams, you know, you know, and I love that this is your insight tonight, Laura, is the magical key to bliss is start mapping out your heart, your hero's journey on the road to realize your dreams. And I think that in this great pause, this time of great pause, mapping out, your dreams on this hero's journey is an awesome opportunity that we can all take advantage of. So I want to tell you that um, this has been a, such an amazing hour together. I also want um, to share, I'm going to be sharing all your contact information. She can be found at Coaching for Life Goals. And that's her, um, that's her insignia and that's her brand. Um, she's on Facebook and Instagram. And when she does launch her webpage, I will be sure to advise all of you. Um, I'm sure there's more magic to be discovered there as well. And one of the things I want to make sure is uh, out, besides the great, you know, one step, one breath that we've learned tonight, I, I definitely want to remind everybody of what her grandmother taught her the speak your truth no matter what or who is listening intimidation is a cancer that lim limits people and nations i think those are beautiful words especially around your artistic freedom i think that the more of us that speak our truth and free ourselves to that the better off we all are as long as it's in the you know respectfully and uh, from a place of love um you know i want to let you have the final word the final inspiration for everybody i think that you know you know, you as an educator, a journalist, an author have so much to offer this world. And I really, really am very appreciative of the time that you've offered to me tonight. This has been a wonderful hour. So before, without further ado, take it away, Laura. What's your final yeah, no, no, Nothing simple. I just wanted to say that because you are in a situation right now where perhaps you're working from home and bored or you're not working at all or, um, or you're sick or you're missing your relatives, uh, that doesn't mean that there's no room for you to grow. So that's I insist on that because a lot of people, including me, because it's a human thing, yeah, yeah, um, tend to 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 be uh, be down, you know, get down because um, oh I, yeah, I have these great ideas, but but I'm not feeling well, or I have, I'm thinking of problems, family problems, or or the pandemic, or what? No, continue to make a space for yourself, even if it is an hour or two a day to think on mapping, like you were saying before, um, uh, the, uh, the road or paving the road for something better for yourself, uh, to remember your dreams, maybe dreams that you had before mm. and uh, you just left them in the back burner or you don't even want to think about it because you think that, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, yeah, if you if you really want it, bring it forward and play with them a little bit, you know? Love it. You remember the colors of that dream and the spaces and, and, and use all your senses to see if you can feel, if you can smell, if you can hear. And um, and how would that, how, this is a very coaching question, how would that look for you? And yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, and don't give up. 
Don't give up. Keep moving forward. That's awesome. So that's she's going to send us away with the question, all of us, to start thinking about how would that look for you? How would that dream come alive, look for you, feel for you, experience with you? And and I think that, you know, come and tell us afterwards because I, I'm sure really curious and I'm sure Laura, Laura is as well. Um, yeah. Once again, I just want to remind everybody, thank you so much, Laura, for your your amazing aspects. I, I want to say, you know, remember, we're all here to be deliberate creators of our life. We have to dream big and let us all together raise the positive vibration on this planet so that we can all live our bliss. Enjoy the magic and your miracles. Shine your beautiful light. And until next time, manifest the most beautiful light you can imagine. Let's love ourselves exactly where we are and reach out to others and continue to spread the love with blessings and bliss. So Thank you so much, Laura, once again. I adore you. Thank you for starting me off on this life coach journey so long ago. Thank you, Michelle Drucker, for introducing me to you because she gifted me the the raffle that she had won. And and you know, certainly my life changed. I have a beautiful little girl. And certainly, you know, there's so many forward motions that I've been able to experience because of that. So thank you so much. Um, and all of you have a wonderful evening this month of fab fabulous freedom. Embrace it and just go, you know, hold on to your dreams and bring them to life. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night.